1: Hello and welcome. You're listening to Wannabe Walk-Ons, a Nebraska football and craft beer fan podcast, the official podcast of the Nebraska Craft Brewers Guild, and a proud member of the Herdat Sports Network. I'm Ben and I'm joined by my friend and co-host Drew. Thanks, Ben. Uh,
0: For you new listeners, each episode Ben and I will sample craft beer, mostly local, some beyond, while sharing our unique brand of Husker Insight. We encourage you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or X at Wannabe Walk-Ons for the most up-to-date show information.
1: And please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform or conveniently stream each episode at wannabewalkons.com and click on the podcast. On
0: this week's episode, Ben and I sample more beer from our friend Reed at Big Hair House in Hardington, Nebraska, react to the Northern Illinois game, and we look ahead to Louisiana Tech.
1: I'm Drew and I'm Ben and this is wanna be walk-ons. So, Drew, how are you feeling the morning after of the first home game of the Matt Rule era, one that we were able to attend? Yeah, I feel good. We're on a heater right now. We are
0: two on a two-game win streak as far as our attendance at Husker games go. That is true. Uh,
1: them coming away with
0: a victory. My so. wife pointed that out, and I was and like, it's nice. felt so long since yeah. a
1: win, <laughs> even though the last win before this one was the best win that's taken place in quite a long time. Maybe
0: in Nebraska football history. I mean, someone some argue, argue that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, two, two people <laughs> sitting here. Anyway. It, but,
1: no, that, I feel great, man. Like yeah. um,
0: You it came out against um, Northern Illinois, which we would, I think you can say, an inferior opponent. Um you can say that. Yeah. No. <laughs> I was not I in that mood yesterday. I <laughs> know you weren't. Um, one that you, ex- I guess, somebody that you would expect to beat. Um, but, you know, you don't want to take a, a win for granted there. And, and they played really well. And, um, yeah, it's nice to secure that first win at home in front of the home crowd, I'm sure, from Matt
1: rule. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought we had a pretty good day, too. We, we were able to, like you said, we were in attendance. We were able to go to the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I, we went to Misty's, which I think that breaks the curse. That was, yeah. That's an
0: old, old tradition from way back when that we'd kind of gotten away from personally. So,
1: And, and, and we were like, you know what, let's, let's go back to Misty's. Let's do this the right way. Yep. And, uh, and we did. And then after Misty's, we walked around and and looked at the new facility, the exterior of it. Yeah, which is just wild. It's huge. It is. It's It's massive.
0: Way bigger than I thought it was, and it is like right up on that stadium. It is. It's getting close. It is.
1: Yeah. You could probably you could probably jump from the roof of Memorial Stadium and land on the roof of the new facility. (laughs) I don't know that you'd survive. (laughs) I don't know if you'd want to, but yes, you You could could (laughs) probably like someone could make Tom Cruise could make that leap. Yeah. You know,
0: you could probably some people could probably even like
1: trip and trip and fall and make that distance they should put a net front in between so that way people can't and they can just try it and have fun there that'd be that'd be quite the attraction there you go yeah that making off of east stadium the yeah the yeah. upper deck yeah um <laughs> and then all the money goes to nil you know yeah like the like the uh the cornhead lager trucks that we saw driving around Haymarket, oh, yeah passing each other just double <laughs> advertising with their big with their big boards i also thought uh, mckinney's was the first time i had hung out at that that bar that pub yeah that was on your recommendation and i thought that was an excellent time
0: yeah i enjoy mckinney that's um my uncle frequents nebraska games and he frequents mckinney's beforehand and so um it's a fun little haunt yeah to to check out
1: there were there were two things that i really enjoyed at mckinney's Mm -hmm. um one of them was the way they poured a guinness they pour it the proper way where they pour it you know they let it settle and they finish the top so the pour takes a little bit longer than a normal beer, but it's the proper amount for a Guinness so that you yeah. get that nice head on the top and the bubbles rise and you get a really great beer. You were able to enjoy a few of those while we were there. Absolutely. But my, uh, my, my personal favorite moment was the, the mom and daughter who ordered the car bombs <laughs> yes, and did not know what they had ordered and decided to make cheese <laughs> out of their Baileys, Guinness and Jameson. Because they were drinking them far too slow, and everyone at the bar was very concerned for them. It was, yeah, yeah. You need to hurry attraction. up with those. <laughs> that was great. That mom was very it was hell-bent on getting a shot. Yeah, She wanted, I, want, I need a shot. We need to get shots. Let's get shots. And then they ordered two Irish car bombs and had no idea what <laughs> they were. Oh, that was funny. That was great. That was good. Um, I did not enjoy being there, though, and for the first time in my life, having college students calling me sir excuse me, sir. Can I get in on this corner? Excuse mm-hmm. me, sir. Can I get in here and order a drink? It's like, yeah. I, I didn't feel like I was that far removed, but then my wife pointed out, she's like, if you had had a kid at 18, these kids would be your kids. And I was like, fuck you. Ooh. That's oh, that's not, fucked up. I like, know. Yeah. She wasn't <laughs> oh, like, no, a- you look, you look fine. It's like, no. Yeah. You yeah, could no, be, you could, old. you could be their dad. Potentially. Wow. There, there's a possibility that you could be one of these kids' parents. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, there's not a possibility. Okay, whatever but you say, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Oh, what a what a what a fun game to go to, and we'll talk about the game a little bit. Obviously, that's what we do do around here. But uh, first, we got to talk about the beer that we're drinking. Yeah, and and the beer that we got comes from a, a an old friend, and and we're able to say old friend because of this podcast, because of this show, we, we were able to meet this friend, and it's uh, it's Reed from Big Hair Brew House. I was out at Husker Harvest Days for work this week, and Reed was also out there for work with his other job, at the Parks Department. For Hardington, and uh, he's with the parks department. For I think real. he does. I mean, he's gonna correct us, but I, I think he does something outdoors. Okay. He just seems like the kind of guy. Uh, I mean, my hands are so soft. I believe it. And his hands, <laughs> you, when you shake his hand, like he, it's like shaking the hand of someone who works mm-hmm. with their hands for a living. Yeah. Right. And I know he does the beer and he does all that, but I'm pretty sure maybe he fells trees. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he he does wildlife control. I don't know what he does, but I'm just I'm sure he's good at it. Yeah. you know, I'm sure he can handle like a few raccoons. Yeah. On his own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Something tells me that like he he's like in his past, he could he's trained them. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he just he comes across as a guy who's like, no, no, no. Here's here's actually how you talk to it's a like raccoon. Chris Pratt with the velociraptors. Yeah. But it's just him with raccoons. Yeah. Yeah. So he was out there at Husker Harvest Days and he was kind enough to bring me some beer. And I thought, you know what, what better way to celebrate Reed than to talk about the great stuff that he provided. And and today is is no different Um, he brought us a, a new beer that is sitting very far away from me and I cannot remember the name of the beer. Wow. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure. Rays of gold. Is it rays of gold? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's fields of gold, but with the, with the added, thank you for remembering that. Of course. Oh my gosh. What a horrible, I even looked them all up on untapped to learn about them. And then I left the can (laughs) and, and it's not that it's too far to walk. It's just that I don't want to. (laughs) But raise of gold, Drew. Tell us about uh, what, what you're thinking about this beer and, and maybe a little bit behind uh, uh, what this this beer is.
0: Yeah. Um, Fields Field of Gold is their cream ale. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this has that added citrus boost. It tastes like just like an almost like an address, added like orange juice yeah. almost. Um, and so uh, a lot of the times you can take a really, really great beer and you can add something to it and you can kind of ruin it. You know what yeah. I mean? Ruin the experience. Um, this is the exact opposite. This is, this is kind of opened up, um, just a new dimension that, that, um, it's very complementary of the, the original, the base beer. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, refreshing. Um, one of the things that you pointed out was just the way that it changes the mouth feel mm-hmm. on it and, and how it's kind of smoothed it out and made it look almost creamier. Yeah. Um, which I think is really interesting. Which, too.
1: which on a cream ale, even though it's called a cream ale, I don't, I don't tend to get that creaminess. Mm-mm. I get kind of the snap the the orange peeliness, kind of some of those citrusy notes, the lemon, that sort of thing, but but this, yeah, I really enjoy the 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 mouthfeel, like you described that that finish that's on there, that just adds this kind of layer of unctuousness or this like dessertiness, mm-hmm. kind of like a, a, a oranges and whipped cream sort of flavor. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, it also takes away from me the the. The smell of it's a lot better than your standard cream ale. The like cream ale's kind of stink. Yeah. They do. They're a little, they're, they they're just got a little a barnyardy. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think this makes it a lot more, it's a lot more welcoming right off the, right off the bat.
1: Sure. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So Reed, if you're listening, we hope you are. Uh, thank you again for providing this beer. We're going to sample yeah. another one of your beers thank a little you. later in the episode. Uh, but This is another, another hit from Big Hair Brewhouse out of Hardington, yeah. which is as one of the coolest tap rooms you have to go visit. It's amazing, yeah. It really is. We go out there annually, thanks to this podcast. We weren't able to make it out this year just due to timing and scheduling and things of that nature. But um it's always a place that I look forward to going back to, mainly because Reed just walks to your table with as many beers as he can hold in one <laughs> arm uh and uh, and then a cheeseburger in the other hand. So yeah, he's just he's a good dude all around and and we're grateful that he's uh, a part of the wannabe walk ons uh history and tradition.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Well, Drew, before we move on, we want to take a quick moment to talk about our very special show partner, the Nebraska Craft Brewers Guild. Longtime listeners of the show know Wannabe Walk-Ons is the official podcast of the NCBG. The Guild is a professional organization that protects the craft brewing industry in Nebraska. The Guild's
0: main focus is to encourage folks of a legal drinking age to drink Nebraska beer through promotion, education, and events. If you're a fan of craft beer like we are, you can learn more about the Nebraska Craft Brewers Guild. And find information on awesome beer-centric events by visiting the Guild's website at Nebraska.beer.
1: Yeah, check that website out. They've got some cool videos about Nebraska breweries. They've got, like Drew mentioned, all the awesome events that take place at the Nebraska Crab Brewers Guild. And they're going to be releasing a new version of this website very soon that's even more detailed, showing you where all the breweries are located, everything like that. So it's a very cool website, a very cool program. Um, But now it is time for us to talk about the first win of the Matt Rule Rule and uh it was neat to experience it there it's why i think both of our voices are a little bit deeper and lower you, you have
0: like an you would be really good to have on at like 3 a.m you know like a jazz you get the, that sort of radio voice right now
1: do i yeah it's just very like sultry and <laughs> it's, yeah. it's very tired
0: it's somehow lower than normal yeah i uh
1: i i yell a lot at games mm-hmm. um whether it's just a noise or it's things that i shouldn't say <laughs> uh, and we, we're not going to rehash any of them Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, sometimes I just, I just like to get it all out. And if I'm watching a game at home, I, I actually prefer to watch a game by myself, Mm -hmm, uh, just because I'm very, I yell at the TV and, um, like I, there's, there's certain commentators that I yell at, uh, if they say anything (laughs) that I don't like. Um, I've, I've said some not kind things about some commentators that again, I will not repeat. Um, (laughs) but to the point to where like, now that our basement's finished, and that's where I watch the games, my wife just shuts the door, and I'm pretty sure she goes up another floor. She goes up into our bedroom instead of staying in the living room. I don't doubt that. To just have some she's quiet. Perched on the roof, reading a book. <laughs> she she shuts the door and then leaves the house, and she's still like, it's not enough. Yeah. It's not far <laughs> enough away. But Nebraska gets their first win, 35-11, uh, to 11, a weird score. Nonetheless, it's still a win. Yeah. And uh, in the presser, Matt Rule talked about how in that fourth quarter, Nebraska ran for 96 yards and pitched a shutout. So I don't think he counts that last touchdown with putting in, you know, some of the guys that are just getting live reps and that sort of thing. He feels like had we kept our number ones in there probably would have resulted in a, a score of 35 to three, mm-hmm. if not maybe potentially 42 to three with the way that the the offense was able to move the ball on the ground pretty effectively. Yeah um but drew where do you want to start with this game what do you want to talk about first you want to talk about nebraska's offense defense just your overall feel yeah i'm gonna uh, let you take the lead okay and i'm gonna fall asleep because i'm very that's, tired <laughs> that's, that's fine no uh we can start with the offense. No.
0: <laughs> we can start with the offense it's where yeah. we normally start um uh a big congrats to, to henry carberg on his on yeah. his w leading the team um, you know, he was he was prepping all week as if he was going to be the starter and so they had him ready to go and it sounds like um Northern Illinois was doing a few things to 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 stop kind of what they had planned on and they were able to make some in-game adjustments um to keep him comfortable and get this offense um get this offense going. So, um you know, they obviously they they started off with the bang, started with the seven seven point drive um right out of the gate kind of sputtered for a little while and that's you know that's when you maybe got a little uncomfortable and we're like okay this ain't driving right but um you know the the second half i think the offense really hit their stride um as the defense kept kept northern Illinois' offense um you know off kilter um kept giving the ball back to the to our offense and and we put three touchdown drives in a row together to just pull away yeah Um, and so I was just, I don't know, I was impressed by Harburg's poise, um, especially after the, the fumble on the second drive, things can unravel, I think pretty quickly mentally for, um, for a guy making his, his first start in front of a home crowd in a a high pressure situation, I would say. So really impressed with him. Um, he, you know, he, he ran the ball 21 times for 98 yards. I was a little surprised by that. Um, but again, I think that comes from just plays breaking down or, or adjusting the game plan in game. So um, so that was good. That was good to see.
1: And yeah. I, yeah. I thought Harburg, uh, just like you, I thought he had a great game. There were a couple of decisions that you feel like, okay, he'd probably take those back once mm-hmm. he looks at them on film. There were a couple of throws um, downfield where they were maybe questionable. That, that sack fumble situation, I rewatched that specific play, I don't know, four or five times just to really see what the issue was. And it looks like Ben Hart just kind of whiffed on a block. Um, everyone was crashing to the left side, uh, Ben Hart included, but they kind of gave a, an uneven front to Nebraska and Northern Illinois was able to capitalize. And that number one was kind of wreaking havoc um, in the backfield for Nebraska a fair amount until they basically put a guy on him just to, to contain him and that sort of thing. So I, I wouldn't give Heinrich the um, the credit for the fumble in a sense. Like that felt more just like a bad blocking yeah. um, on, on that front, which is something that Husker fans talk about plenty, right? That offensive line Still has its struggles, and last night was no different. You talk about those those drives kind of sputtering out. Part of that was getting behind the chains early on in those drives. But um, I, I really like what you bring up, that Harburg really responded. He didn't let that uh, get in the way of what he was trying to put together on the evening. And, you know, Nebraska's defense came to the rescue for the offense to hold them to three points when they got the ball on the five-yard line. Like, yeah. that's, that's really impressive, especially with a Northern Illinois offense that – you know they're they're not afraid to to go hard nose and, and be a physical team and, and push and when you're that close you think there's a really really good chance that these guys are going to go big and they're going to try and bully you and i thought that that defense held up well in support of the offense mm-hmm. um i was really impressed with harburg's arm last night though um uh, that was something else that uh, that kind of caught me off guard. I expected him to run and expected him to want to hit people. You know, he kind of has that attitude. That's, that's how he played ball in high school. And that's what he talks about, like in the post game presser, how he wants to play bigger than he is and and be a physical runner and intimidate guys as a quarterback. And that can sometimes be a difficult thing to do as a quarterback because they're treated like the, you know, the, the, I don't know that they've got to have a witness protection program or they've got to have their own secret service, right? Like they can't take injury and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, but that's not the way he plays the game. And, um, it's neat to see a Nebraska quarterback be physical uh, in that sense, and I think Jeff Sims brings a lot of those similar things to the table. He's also a very physical runner, yeah. So you can kind of tell the identity that they want their quarterbacks to live in, and I thought Harburg just did a great job embodying that. Yeah,
0: yeah, he um, he's not too different from Jeff Sims in a lot of ways, and um, we saw he he did have some nice throws, like on some deep passes um he had a really he has a really great connection with Fedoni which paid off in this game um he had the one one deep ball to
1: to Tommy Hill that was just just off his fingertips it's like Um, a half step from catching that ball and then on that first drive you talked about that impressive drive you know they had a 25 yard pass down to Marcus Washington it Mm -hmm. was timed really well Hit, hit Washington a little bit just behind his stride uh where he had to kind of adjust to catch the ball but you know, again, that's one of those things where timing and experience. You could really see how Harburg could develop into being an effective leader and a really good field general. Yeah, to kind of march guys down, make throws when throws need to be made, but also be the guy who leads from the front. Yeah, right? he's not going to be someone who just sits back and hands the ball off. He's going to be like, no, if I got to pick this team up, I'm going to pick this team up. And and I think that the the other players around him in the press conference and kind of the attitude of the week was like they're they're willing to follow this kid into battle which is which is nice
0: yeah yeah there's no shortage of um confidence there so that is really great um
1: what else you I, got well <laughs> i was i was i
0: was gonna say, I don't i i think that um i think when jeff sims is healthy again though i still think it's jeff sims job i don't think that Harburg did enough to like put any sort of like a vice grip on a, a starting job or tip the scales in that regard sure um, I think keeping the opponent in mind is important, but I just I, just, I just want to qualify that. I think that Jeff Sims. I don't think there's a quarterback controversy yet. Um, but I but like I said, I think Harburg was incredibly impressive for the I, situation that, that it was.
1: I I think that if there is a controversy, it's it's we know now that we have a functional uh, number two. mm Mm-hmm who I think might actually wind up playing another game next week. I I do think that he might get the start against Louisiana tech. We might see kind of a blend where, uh, Sims feels healthy, feels good, maybe is successful. And they might put Heinrich back out there, um, earlier than Purdy came in on the last play Mm -hmm. just to keep Jeff healthy. If he's still feeling a little nicked up or if he's still feeling, you know, 85, 90%, something like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see Heinrich get some legitimate snaps, some, Uh, you know non-garbage time snaps just to keep the team moving forward especially with this week's upcoming opponent Um, but I do think going into Michigan if it's a healthy Jeff Sims versus a healthy Harburg and we come out you know with a with a smooth win over Louisiana Tech yeah I do think the start goes to Sims as we move into more Big Ten play Mm -hmm. I don't think you're wrong on that front the controversy for me comes in though it when Jeff Sims not when if Jeff Sims continues to struggle the way we saw him struggle the first two games with turnovers um, and not just fluke turnovers where it's, you know, a pass is in and out of a receiver's hand, but difficulties fumbling, not taking the snap timings off with when you're snapping the ball, all that sort of stuff. Then I think the controversy comes in like we know we've got a guy who does have all this stuff down. He may not be as electric in the quarterback run game. His deep ball may not be as efficient as Jeff Sims, but we know that like it's it's more than just a net neutral when Heinrich comes in. Like there mm-hmm. are some positives to him. So for me, that's the controversy is like if you don't go with the guy that you know you have on the bench while the other guy is struggling, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I would agree there, too. Um, I think that I think that Harburg can can play well enough and has shown enough already even that you would say that, yeah, Jeff Sims continues to struggle. His leash has become a lot shorter just because of Harburg's performance.
1: But I also think that's a benefit for Sims, right? Like Mm -hmm. they're. Like, there's a motivating factor now in the building of like, okay, there's this guy here. So, like, maybe that's the extra little bit. Not to say that Jeff Sims isn't a motivated guy. He seems like a good guy. He's got some awesome NIL deals. He's, he's been a good role model in the Nebraska community since he arrived here. Like, I don't want to discount him yeah. at all. Yeah. And, and to just judge a guy based on his football ability when he's a whole person is not fair at all. So, I, I'm not out here trying to say like he wasn't a motivated guy throughout camp. That by no means is the, the insinuation I'm making. I just think sometimes it helps to have someone kind of biting at your heels to push you and to challenge you and to say like, hey, we can, we can both be better yeah. through this situation. And so I'm excited and I'm encouraged by Harburg's development and by the way he played last night and how I expect to see him play. And if Sims were to go down and get injured, it's not going to be this, oh, no, it's more of a situation of like, we've now got a Tanner Morgan and an Nathan kaliak Manis, right? We've got a guy who can come in and... and brings a new dimension to the team and can win games the way that Minnesota had that last year where yeah. you think, Oh, the, the number guy, number one guy went down. This is going to be smooth sailing. Huh? You got a guy just as tough and you got a guy just as physical right behind him who can go out and win games too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a positive all around. I think it's a Husker fan. Yeah. You can look at it that way. Um, other things I saw from the offense, um, I thought the offensive line was serviceable. In this one, okay. um, you can feel that way. Yeah, yeah. For I mean, I guess for their for whatever standard you have for them now, whatever one I have, um, I thought they were okay. Um, Northern Illinois did a really good job of shutting down the run game inside. and They again, Nebraska had to make adjustments, but they d- I think that's I think that's one of my key takeaways is like is that they the offense adjusted sure through the game, um, and they I feel like they generally stuck with. They found what worked and they stuck with it and and um, ended up being able to pull away. Yeah. Um, and so I thought that was just a, an all around good thing. Um, Irvin and Grant they combined for 21 runs, 113 yards and two touchdowns. Um, I've started to look at those guys as one running back when I'm looking at stat lines. Okay. Because um, because looking at, again with with Harburg and the 21 carries, you know we we've, we've talked about and I've lamented about like the absurd amount of times we run our quarterback. Um it's a fifty fifty split between quarterback and running back this game, essentially. Sure. Yeah. Um so take that for what it is. Again, it was um, you know, that's kind of I think that's just Harbor examo. It's what he's gonna do. I'm glad that the the coaching staff had the confidence, um, I guess in him to allow him to do that. Um mm-hmm. And that he showed out, and he and he had some some runs that were really important to keep drives going. So, um, and then Fidoni, I think, was another another big highlight. Again, Harburg and Fidoni have been playing catch for a long time now. They played um, with each other in high school, um, in some tournaments or whatever. And and uh, so, you know, seeing that connection and seeing Fidoni get a, a touchdown and, and a and a big conversion on third down um, at a critical juncture, I think for the offense, yeah, um, in the game, it was kind of the. the it was that, their third touchdown
1: drive. Yeah, that drive felt like it broke the stall that you were talking about. 100 right? like, like yeah. it, it, it helped motivate that team. That was one of those drives. That one and then the, the Alex Bullock screen. Mm-hmm. Those were two kind of key pass conversions um, that really you felt like, okay, we have a breaking point here where we can keep Northern Illinois in this game or we can start to pull away. And, and both of those conversions were crucial in those drives to really keep the momentum on the offensive side, which – man, does this offense need some momentum going into next week, going up against Michigan and then the Big Ten West play. Um, You know, you may not need 35 points to win every game on the upcoming schedule, but you need 24, you need 28. You need to be able to keep building momentum um, and and also sustain drives because when this defense has time to rest, this defense is electric.
0: Yeah, and I think sustaining drives is is, um – a really uh, critical term that you just threw out there. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, we talked about going into this game about Northern Illinois' ability to get teams um, off the field on third downs. Their, their defense was really good at shutting down teams on third and long. Um, Nebraska had not shown any success in that department going into this game. Um, but, and, and we saw, so uh, halfway through the third quarter, Nebraska was one of seven on third downs. Um, prior to their third touchdown drive that, that we were just talking about um they were averaging 8 yards to go on those third downs and so and and you saw like just that they're constantly punt 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 um and just how frustrating that can be and it felt like it felt like that was going to be the game honestly at that point i i didn't think that they were going to pull out of that um but after the Thomas Fedoni or including this this Fedoni catch um for 20 yards for a third down conversion after that they went seven of seven on third down they didn't miss another third down conversion after that that's great
1: um I mean I think you'd take what is that so eight of 15 eight of, eight of 14 eight of 14, eight of 14. so you're above 50 percent yeah when it comes to conversion on on third third down and those there were some long third down conversions on there yeah and they you th- were you think anything above maybe third and four is a 50 50 so if you're converting on on a long third down you know you're you're conversion percentage or or efficiency is improving
0: yeah and it just shows you just what a huge difference that can make because after um they started converting on thirds you saw um you know you saw northern illinois defense just really starting to wear out they become demoralized um you know the the offense carries this momentum the our defense um keeps keeps going you know they they never really had a breakdown um while they had the starters out on the field and so yeah it, it is it's just it's so critical to get those those conversions and sustain those drives and you don't have to do it every time you're not going to do it every time especially against Big 10 defenses moving forward um but if you can do that just a couple times a game just a couple of drives like that a game with a defense like this um if you get into these close games I, they, it can be the difference between a win and a loss
1: yeah so you know one of the things that I thought was pretty cool was that Nebraska scored five touchdowns and all five touchdowns were scored by different players. And I was trying to think when was the last time that the ball was spread out that well, that your key playmakers or your, your guys who were scoring points, you know, it wasn't just like three touchdowns for this guy. And then, you know, a quarterback scramble or something like that. You had, um, Fidoni Kemp, Irvin, Harburg, and Grant all scored. Um, and they all scored on different looks. um, I thought that was really interesting. Um, and, and and there was something about like this to me is how you start to build an identity, right? You're establishing the run game, the quarterback run game. And then you've got big physical receivers. Uh, and then you've got guys who you can sneak out like a camp and have him wide open. Um, and then also like Anthony Grant and, and Irvin were catching the ball out of the backfield in ways that they hadn't before. Like you're starting to see how like, okay, our identity is getting the ball to playmakers in space and we're not trying to overperform. We're not trying to take these home run shots. Like we're, we're willing to take what the defense is giving us. And then once the defense is kind of playing to that, we're able to expose these look like there's an evolution in the way that Satterfield, I think likes to call the games. And I thought that it was really nice to see last night kind of the, we talked about this, right? Him, him establish his status quo. Like this mm-hmm. is the kind of game I want to be able to call maybe a little bit heavy on the quarterback run, so that might scale back, and that could be because it's a first start for Harburg. It could be for a whole slew of reasons. You know, maybe he just wanted to get out. Part of me thinks he just want to get out and run and hit people. Like that, Harburg <laughs> was like, "No, no, 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 no. This might be the only game, depending on how things go. Yeah. So I'm gonna hit as many people as possible. <laughs> I'm gonna run the ball. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lateral a single option. I'm gonna keep them all. I'm not gonna pull, or I mean, I'm gonna pull. I'm not gonna put them in a guys' gut. I'm gonna take all these. Yeah. But, but. There was an establishment of this status quo and this identity on the offense where you think, okay, this can be built upon, mm-hmm. right? This can continue to improve. And as as the offensive line continues to evolve and continues to improve and give a little bit more time in the pocket and allow for more of just the power run game, I think that's the component that's missing, right? We're getting out um, on the edges. We're being smart with the passing. We're doing all the little things right except for, man, we just don't run as much power as I... I hoped we would at this point. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's part of the development long term is like right now we can't, but we're going to keep working on it until you guys are doing this effectively. Yeah, um,
0: I agree. I expected a lot more like eye formation type stuff like lineup yeah. handed. I thought we would see a fullback run by now. Oh, I wanted it so um, bad. I think we got one on the very last play
1: of the game. I don't think we did. I think that was just a, a backup running back. Um, oh. it might have been a Ty Han.
0: No, it was it was a Lubin.
1: Oh, was it Lubin? Okay. Um cuz that there was no one else lined up. That was just oh. that was just per, a straight handoff to Purdy. There was no lead blocker, there was no running back behind, but it was yeah. a great run. I mean, it was, it was nice. just yeah. downhill 18 yards and just just yeah. cover the ball, lower your head and go. Yeah.
0: I actually yeah. really liked it that they ran a play there. I did too um, cuz you know, Northern Illinois was doing the same thing. They were they continued to play Um, I think there was a mutual understanding between the coaches of like, we're going to get guys reps. Yeah. You know, like um, it wasn't, I don't think it
1: was um, poor gamesmanship either way, by any means. No, I mean, if you, if you keep your starters in and you do that and you bust a touchdown out, like, I don't know if you break three break free, do you, do you get mad at your guy for scoring or as a head coach, do you go, my defense should have stopped him? I mean, we had that call against, nebraska right and mm-hmm. i think frost even said at that point he goes if we we should have stopped him yeah yeah you know, that like point. that's on us yep so i think yeah. it was ohio state actually and maybe it wasn't frost said it might have been ryan day who was like just then stop us next time yeah it's like okay so i don't remember specifically but if it was ryan day fuck that guy <laughs> <laughs> he's one of my favorite head coaches in in non-nebraska college football but uh, fuck him yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the yeah. defense
0: Yeah, I mean, what else can you? What can you say? They they're fucking incredible. They're
1: so fun. Yeah, so like it's finally like
0: ah, yeah. uh. I love I love watching this defense. The my favorite part about it about the whole thing, um, it's not the fact it's not like the stats on like yards and points and all that. They tackle.
1: They tackle so well. There they was one missed tackle tackled. last night.
0: There was there was one missed tackle and it was super late. I think it was you know one of the backups. It was just this little screen screenplay that just got a good you know, juke on him. Guy, yeah, made a miss and and it broke free. Um, they ta- yeah they tackle and they swarm tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know uh, the first guy gets there and I feel, I feel like three or four guys show up like immediately after. Um, it's just it it's 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 beautiful to watch. Um, and it's it makes it so much less frustrating because because I feel like we've had good defenses that were kind of like bend don't break, mm-hmm. um, and a big part of the bending was missed tackles. Yeah, and so this is just a like a I don't it's don't bend and don't break defense. Yeah, and it's yeah it's great, and so it was cool to see them. Um, they they kept up the whole game. Um, they kept that energy alive. Uh, they only gave up three points off that turnover. Um, if if we hadn't had that turnover, if we and we played the full game, like I honestly think they would have thrown a full shutout.
1: Oh, do you? A zero. You know what? Yeah, because, because when like I predicted, predicted that, <laughs> when I predicted that last week, um, a lot of people in your camp gave me a lot of shit for that. <laughs> yeah, you did. Well, you know what you should
0: have done is you should have predicted. Like I predicted and gave Northern Illinois some points, assuming that we would have backups. You late. don't
1: even remember what your prediction was, I and don't. yet you're you're walking <laughs> around like you predicted confident. it. Whereas I said twenty-four nothing, and if you subtract eleven from thirty-five, if you take away Northern Illinois' points from Nebraska's just points, magically, just magically, I'm just saying you got the margin twenty-four. Of victory I got correct. the margin of victory correct, yeah. twenty-four points. Yep. So well I nailed that. Good for you. None of my, <laughs> none of my other preseason <laughs> predictions have been anywhere near good. I was the one who was like, I think Purdue's going to be okay this year. <laughs> and I think Illinois is going to win the Big Ten West, which still remains to be I, seen. We, Yeah, anybody could at this but point. But it is wide open, baby. Yeah. I mean, it is.
0: I'm putting my money on Northwestern. I really am. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. No, you're not. Yeah. If yeah, if I had 100 spare dollars, I would, you know how much, because I bet they, I bet they're still incredibly long odds. Yeah. But it's For so a wide reason. open. <laughs> you know, what's funny.
1: So Louisiana Tech, who we're playing, you know, next week, um. They played Northwestern State, which is a, a team out of uh, Louisiana. Yeah. But I saw the score bug, like, on the bottom of ESPN the previous week, and it was, like, Louisiana Tech 50, Northwestern 20, and I was like, that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's that that sounds about that's right, but it was a different yeah. Northwestern. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, what you said about the defense, swarming to the ball, tackling they 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 play like a cohesive team Mm -hmm. and what's most impressive about that is the number of guys who are rotating in and out that there is not a lapse when one unit is on and one unit is off there's not a lapse between um when they've got a three-man front a four-man front a six-man rush like there's just i don't have this dread of like oh this guy's a liability yeah there's no weak link there isn't it's crazy and and I think that we. I asked you yesterday. I was like, "Who's the best outside of of Tony White? Obviously, who's the best defensive hire that Matt Rule made?" And I think we both agreed that it's it's night. Yeah, this defensive line has been able to create pressure in a way that we haven't seen for a while with the talent that we've had in place, as well as developing these young guys who are um, coming in as true freshmen and getting reps, or guys who even changed positions, like a Rollins. Yeah. Who's, who are being effective on a pass rush when you're only rushing three or four guys against an offensive line that's, you know, blocking with five, is just, it, it's such a game changer. Mm-hmm. And even last night, I think there were maybe three sacks, one of which was just a turf monster, and yeah. two of them were, were legitimate sacks. I mean, it wasn't just, like, the dude was scared. Like, he, he was, was shitting I mean, his pants when okay. he fell. I mean, give him a chance, <laughs> all right? He... He went to he went back on his back foot and he slipped, but he was being suffocated. I will say yeah. that like there, it was gonna come collapsing down because the, the secondary was <laughs> was just blanketing the coverage. Yeah, but I mean it happened on a third and five on the on Nebraska's five yard line. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a it was a, a well timed turf monster. Yeah, and I think the defense would have got to him, but I'm I'm not. I'm not fully committed to giving that a Big Mac sack, even though Nebraska was like, Big Mac sack! <laughs> Count it. Get your Big Mac, he fell. Yeah,
0: it's how whatever it says on the stat, but, on the paper.
1: But the ability for this line to create a pass rush and to get into the backfield and be able to confidently still drop seven or eight guys and then still contain a quarterback who has the wherewithal to scramble, um, the way that we've seen that develop over these these first three games even if there are games where the defense is not as electric not as lights out this season you see the plan you see the roadmap you see the identity and I I've said it before but I've got to be the first to admit I didn't think the 335 was going to be as effective as it is and now I'm just like I mean it's my new bible (laughs) <laughs> like I just to praise be that three three five it is so good, and please, tony White, like he should get an n i l deal I may have said that before, but like just keep him here, whatever it takes, yeah, yeah. I thought it would take a
0: whole lot longer to uh, to get it installed um you know, we knew we had talent and playmakers um at key positions, but like with the defensive line being such an incredible question mark going into this thing and that being. Pivotal to the success of the defense um I thought there would be it would be bumpy I just expected breakdowns you know and um, you know it was bumpy
1: the turf last <laughs> night when Rocky Lombardi <laughs> tripped
0: Oh man um but yeah I uh I think Nash has been a the key component along that line yeah. um gobbling up blocks and really spearheading um getting through through offensive lines and allowing the the edges to um come in on the pass rush um, Ty Robinson, obviously, Blaze Gunnerson, guys like AJ Rollins, um, Cam Leonard, who hopefully is comes back healthy. Yeah. Um, they've all been successful, and uh, but I also think that having a secondary that's that you can count on two lockdown corners, two safeties that are that are you know phenomenal in pass coverage and in stopping the run, um, being able to sell out on some blitzes when you when you need to or want to um and trusting your secondary it just it does it just keeps offensive offenses on their toes yeah um no matter what the situation is um they they disguise blitzes really well but what i think helps them disguise it is the fact that they can do any of them successfully sure um and so so offenses uh you know can't look at a at a situation or a guy over there and say like hey we know they're going to try to make it look like they're doing this, but we, we're pretty sure they don't feel comfortable. Um, they might try to just drop this guy back in coverage or whatever. And um, I don't think offenses can plan on any of that with, with how well that they've played. Um, and so, I, yeah, like it's, it's, just, it's fun as hell to watch. Um, one of the big surprises, I think, too, with the three three five is is stopping the run.
1: Yeah um that was that was my big concern right yeah not just getting pressure but being able to be stout up front especially going through big 10 play and we had our very first test of that with minnesota um and then colorado had had some moments where you know they they tried to run the ball and they just weren't successful at it running the ball and then last night there there was no yards to be had i think they ran for less than 40 yards mm-hmm. um total right around 40 yeah yeah
0: um yeah and and Going into the half, they were close to negative before. Or they they might have been negative rushing yards before the final drive of the first half. Um, the longest run that we allowed last night was seven yards. I, I mean, you would take that.
1: It's every damn day of the week.
0: That's. I mean, that's not not one hole, not one. And if there was a linebacker was there to or a safety was there to clear it up, um, not one. That's that. No missed tackles. You know, like, um, it's it's just it's bonkers um and then in the pass, uh just to go back to that 3.4 yards per pass allowed again just it's just insane like it's yeah. just crazy so
1: um one yeah. of my one of my favorite things from watching the game in the actual stadium last night was uh, was seeing uh coach cooper on the sidelines yeah um <laughs> oh, you, yeah. you can see why players probably like playing for him you can see why they don't want to um maybe have off practices because he seems like the kind of coach who's going to make you feel bad about having a bad (laughs) practice in the sense that like he's going to be like oh you got burnt like you got beat yeah but there was one pass that was thrown and I think it was defended by Newsom and the play was broken up and I don't even think there was a Nebraska player there it was just a bad pass like it was a bounce pass to Lombardi and Cooper was right there waving his hands incomplete in the opposing player's face (laughs) and like giving a nice clap and like showing
0: the bobbled the the bobbled ball
1: not not like he was trying to appeal it to the official he was just at the player knowing I saw it yep I saw you fumble the bag (laughs) you did not make that I mean just and so I I love seeing stuff like that I love seeing Matt rule on the sidelines getting worked up being out past the numbers yelling at his own players right like Mm -hmm. he is in the moment immediately making them accountable for mistakes like when Ben Scott got called for personal foul, I mean, he was not okay with it. You know, when there were, I was, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm sure. I
0: mean, it was, you don't, don't take dumb penalties, but at the same time, like, I don't know how dumb that penalty was. I think it was kind of okay.
1: I mean, I'm, I don't know. Do, do you need to take a dumb penalty when you're up 28 to three? Yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> if I you're, mean, if you're the center and you're 30 yards down, I mean, we praised Cam Jurgens for playing like that. Yeah. You know, so why not Ben Scott? That's true. All right, I'll let you have it. Okay. Anything else you want to say on the defense? Um, If I had one uh, one thing I'd like to see more of, it'd just be turnovers, generated forced fumbles or interceptions. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of chaos and havoc that they create. I think um, it, it, they don't
1: need it, obviously. It would just be nice. You know what? I, I, I'm going to build on that and I'm going to argue that uh, they do need it and and not in the sense that, oh, you know, the defense can't get the ball back, but field position tends to be an issue mm. early on, and that was where a lot of the Nebraska offense stalled, right? is like uh, Northern Illinois was being able to pin Nebraska uh, back. Yeah. We we weren't as effective on special teams. Billy Kemp was doing a great job, you know, fielding the ball and making better decisions than he had a couple of weeks prior with letting the balls bounce out and stuff like that, Where when to call fair catch, but then there was one where he caught it, uh, uh, within the inside the, inside the, the eight, yeah. I think, and and you just think, okay, like this isn't helping the offense. And when your defense is playing as as well as they are, turnovers would be huge in the the quicker scores and kind of building mm-hmm. that offensive momentum to help them later on in the game when they do have to have to sustain long drives. Like, hey, no, we can get down there and score. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to be crucial when you head into conference play that that turnover margin starts to shrink. Obviously, we want the offense to hold on to the ball but the defense needs, needs to start taking it away. Yeah. Um, and it can't just be one a game. I think that the the havoc that can be created, especially with the quarterback pressure that this team is able to create, you got to start forcing fumbles, errant passes, things like that. And you've got to be aware of it.
0: Yeah. And that's, and I was trying to think about like why, maybe why they haven't. Um, and all I can think is if, if they're just, they're just too good at getting at the quarterback, um, you know, like quarter and quarterbacks are giving up. Like it's so fast that quarterbacks are just taking the sack. Um, yeah. maybe making smart decisions there well Rocky uh, Lombardi
1: was very good then at making smart decisions <laughs> because if they were on him he went down he went down and yeah, that did not early. stop Nash from taking a nap on top of it yeah <laughs>
0: uh, so that's that's mostly what I what I've seen like but even like a you know like a strip sack here and there um, you'd expect a few of those with how many times they've, they've hit the quarterback and so um, and again with with our our secondary being as good as it is yeah it would be nice to get it would be nice to get a couple more and i like your argument there to to win the win the field position battle and get those easier scores i I
1: think last night if you actually look at starting field position i still think nebraska lost that last night Uh, i think they had to move the ball you know they they just had a worse starting position on average than northern illinois did it's just the defense um you know they didn't even bend they were just bowing up they were Mm -hmm. rigid um, but, I, but I do want to see that improve as we move later on, and I think that's how you start to get a chance because, you know, as as, as nice and as clicking as this offense was this week, excuse me, I think as you start to get into, like, the Illinois and the Iowas and the Maryland's and some of these other teams that are going to pride themselves on, on their defensive side of the ball too, um, I, I don't know that Nebraska has the firepower to sustain these long drives time after time. And to give ourselves a chance, turnovers are going to be so huge um, because you can still have a four or five minute rest period for the defense. If you're on the uh, on the opposing 45 or on your own 45 and you got to go, you know, 55, 60 yards, yeah. a whole lot better than obviously the, the 85 yard drives or the 92 yard drives. that Nebraska was seeing themselves against a team like Northern Illinois. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think I think that's going to be crucial moving forward. Um, but if this defense is using this again as their starting point, this is this is our foundation. I think the building blocks like a turnover are just they're going to come.
0: I I feel like they have to
1: like like like
0: law of averages says that you're going to get turnovers when you know you're waiting. You know what? This and, team has Nebraska. <laughs> has really been a team of
1: a, a law of average team? Not yet there there's a there's a scene in in the play rosencranston Guildenstern are dead which i know all of our listeners are familiar with <laughs> where inexplicably they're flipping a coin heads or tails and it lands heads 500 times in a row and they're like why is this happening the law of averages says that like this should start going the other way
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you know for the, about the past two decades nebraska has just landed on heads every <laughs> single time uh and and their tail has hit the ground. So, yeah. Uh, I don't buy into that, <laughs> but I do buy into this is the right staff to start turning the tide on that. Awesome. I like it. Um, The other thing that I wanted to throw out real quick with special teams. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about Kemp, but he's been able to cleanly field yep. whether or not it's the best decision making. Again, this is this is habit. This is things that you got to practice and improve upon. And and again, if this is our foundation, I'm happy with it. Um, but I'm also happy with Pashini last night uh, had the low of 41 yards and a long of 57. So the punting averages are going back up. Um, it's nice to see him kind of maybe rebuild some confidence or, or maybe take off some of the pressure that was there on Colorado and just come home and perform. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see that move forward. And then, um, Tristan or Timmy weren't really called upon to make any, any field goals last night, which is, which is always great. That's fine. All your scores are touchdowns and you score five of them and you're doing great there. Um, they look good in warmups. They look good at halftime, um, and when a fan comes out to kick a field goal and it doesn't even make it to the end zone, and then you see a real kicker come out and kick the ball, you're like, okay, yeah, yep, these are these are guys. Yeah. So I just want to throw that out on special teams. I also thought our coverage was great. The one time Northern Illinois tried to return a ball, they got to maybe the ten. Yeah. Uh, they just, just got bad, swallowed bad up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only the only real kind of was that kickoff that Tristan had that went out of bounds yeah and it, it felt like maybe trying to do a little too much yeah trying to put too much behind it and it just you know technique went to the wayside he still kicked a ball further than i'll ever be able to <laughs> on, on that right. um but yeah so i mean all in all i thought it was a, a good night for special teams um they didn't have to be all that special and, and it was a success
0: cool yeah and that you covered everything I, my main note was just it was just ho-hum it was just you know not nothing terrible not no backbreakers nothing that shifted any, you know, thing in our favor. Um, but again, no need for no need for it. So, yeah.
1: yeah. I I think this is a good win. I really do. I I, you know, Northern Illinois beat Boston College on the road in Boston College. Um, and then who almost beat Florida who State? Almost beat Florida State. So, I don't think that this is a team that you could just ignore or look past. Yeah, they're a group of 5 team. They play in the MAC so what a, a group of five team made the playoff last year. So I don't think they're in Northern
0: Illinois historically does really well at taking down.
1: They like to, to make money boys, yeah. and ruin a lot of people's Saturday's evenings. Yes. And I was nervous all day, which i still don't understand. Like I'm just, I know saying. we're talking
0: about it right now and I'm kind of agreeing with you, but at the same time, like going into this game, it just felt like you just because of how,
1: again, the defense is just so suffocating it, it was just nice to see the offense find some confidence, some yeah. momentum, and be successful in a way that felt like, okay, I'm starting to see. Like, I don't I don't think that we saw their foundation yet, but I'm starting to see what that foundation can be, and then we can build upon it. And, and that, to me, was the bigger question. This is a Northern Illinois team who's been able to put up points against decent opponents. Um, so... Not Southern Illinois, though. No. Okay. Well, that's a good but. point. <laughs> but, hey.
0: But, uh, no, I... Um, I think yeah. I think we saw a lot of things that we can be positive about moving forward. The defense continues to be the defense. The offense, like you said, has started to kind of at least show a little bit of a shape. Um, my again, my favorite thing was their their adjustments in the game mm-hmm. and not allowing that second act lull to cause them to unravel. Sure. Um, and then coming back actually emphatically. Uh, with those those three touchdown drives in a row, so nice, yeah, lot to build on.
1: Cool. Well, let's uh, let's grab another beer and then we will talk about uh, law tech. Awesome. All right. So Drew, this next beer that comes from Reed is the kind you would find at a secondhand store. This is Raspberry Beret. <laughs> Oh God. Okay. Are you a Prince fan? Is that how yeah. Yeah.
0: That's how we're starting this one. That's how we'll start it. I
1: like it. So Raspberry Beret. <laughs> I brought the I brought the can over this time. That was smart. It'd be funny if I grabbed the wrong can. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is rays of gold. <laughs> you no, know, this is Raspberry Beret. It is a porter. It's five and a half percent. Uh it was canned on September the eighth. Remember, remember the eighth of September, as they say. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow, i didn't think we were gonna be off the rails you know i thought it might be subdued but it's like it's a low-key
0: yeah we yeah. we're coming off a w yeah um little
1: sleep little sleep
0: and uh you know we've got a, a win to look forward to
1: i hope so uh, there's no hope i mean it,
0: we got a win to look forward to and i we just got good beer
1: look okay it's loopy so let's talk about this beer yeah and then we'll get into this this uh future game i'm not going to call it a win to look forward to i I don't have that confidence not that we can't win this game or that we will win this game or whatever it's just like i don't want to piss off loki which you have said is like surrounding this department he
0: did check out i did say he checked out the last game and we saw that we saw what it looks like when we don't have chaos involved
1: he he peeked in. He saw how things were going when Nebraska <laughs> was on the five yard line, uh, and he goes, "Oh, you know what? I promised. I promised I wouldn't watch just this one. Just I'm, this one. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna." <laughs> um, but raspberry beret. What do you think raspberry. of this porter?
0: I really like it a lot. Um, it is. It's normally I like my porters just straight porters, um, but this raspberry is incredible. The um, right off the nose, I think it's really just fresh it's got that little bit of that tart smell to it um it's not overwhelming in the drink i think it's very complimentary with the porter it gives it almost like raspberry sort of chocolatey yeah um sort of flavor pairing and um yeah it's just good it's it's not not artificial at all which is the which is the one reason that i usually steer away from these types of beers
1: what I really like about this is that the raspberry is not the finish. It's kind of a middle note on this beer mm. where you get kind of that that dark chocolatey note up front, followed by the raspberry, but then it finishes bitter. yeah. And like to me, a bitter finish is always what leads to the next sip, right? And so yeah. there's this thing, this urge that, that makes me want to go back to the beer. And so you're not just getting that chocolate followed by super sweet raspberry flavoring and then that's the drink it's like no it's there's some evolution to this the nose like you mentioned has some real nice raspberry on it um but it, it is much more complex in the glass so i think this is a great beer i think all the stuff that reed does he, he'll sell himself short um and for what he does with the size equipment that he has and the kind of beer that he puts out like he's he's a he's an artisan he's a tradesman he's a raccoon trainer he's a, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a good dude he's a yeah. new dad. Yeah. Um, you know, it's he's he's a whole lot of things and and we're just like I said fortunate that he's also our friend that that's on that list too. And so we're very grateful Reed. We wish you the the best in the upcoming um Parks and Recreation season, whatever that happens to be. <laughs> and we thank you very much for the beer.
0: Yes, thank you very much.
1: All right. So Louisiana Tech. Okay. This this opponent that you are are talking about with with confidence? Yeah. That I am just I'm speaking to with with um Cautious reverence, and just saying, "Hey, I, I respect you." Um, but but I'm not saying I don't respect them.
0: Okay, I just don't think that they're a good football team.
1: I don't I don't think that they are either. If I'm being you know candid, um, they're two and two right now in the season, which I would love to be uh, after next week, and uh, and so we're going to match up with them at two thirty on the Big Ten Network. Currently, Nebraska is a nineteen and a half point favorite at home um I thought it was going to be 17 and a half. You confirmed it was 19 and a half on the line that you found. Um I I think that's fair, especially after seeing what they were able to do against Northern Illinois. Yeah. Uh I think that our offense is going to have a little bit more success moving the ball against this team. Um and then I think our defense is um going to be fun to watch. Yeah. So let's so let's <laughs> talk about it. Uh, yeah. What 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 are what are you thinking about this game as far as wherever you want to take it, and I will follow.
0: We, uh, we'll start with Nebraska's offense again. Um, the our, our defense is why I'm so very confident, but Louisiana Tech's defense is another reason why I'm very confident. Um, this, is, this is a defense that uh, really, really struggled last year, especially to stop the run. Um, they've done a little bit better at, at kind of locking down the run. I think they've shaved over a yard off of their um their average per run given up already, but they're, they're still bad. I don't know that um,
1: this season in college athletics, I would use the term shaving uh, <laughs> in, 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 any, in any form. So we're not in
0: Iowa. It's okay. We can. Um, so yeah, so they're, they're still giving up over 200 yards per game on the ground. They're allowing almost five yards of rush. Um, the strength of this team um, in terms of like where their talent lies uh, is in their secondary, the strength of just their, the scheme is in their secondary, and so, you know, with with Nebraska, like, Nebraska does not lean on the passing game to to be successful, um, and so uh, this isn't an opponent where they're going to, I don't think, I think uh, they won't have to. I think that they're going to be able to be very effective um, using the, the one-two punch of, of Grant and Irvin again. Um, whoever is the quarterback is going to be able to rip off some yards, um, you know, a, Louisiana Tech has had a little bit of trouble here and there with with mobile quarterbacks. And so um, and they they haven't really been very good at generating a pass rush, which is something that's carried over from last year for them. So um, it's just yeah, I'm just I'm just not worried if if um, if Nebraska looks like they did against Northern Illinois on offense, um, they're going to be just fine.
1: Yeah, I have, I have three things that I want to see out of this Nebraska offense, and there are three things that we've seen this year already. Mm-hmm. Uh, and There are three things that I want to see as kind of, a again, a foundation or an identity. I want us to have physical wide receivers that are blocking on the edge and, and sealing that perimeter so yep. that way uh, we're able to not just rely on the, the middle run game and exposing them up the middle, but I want to see those wide receivers just be active in that game. And I think that this is a, a game where they can do that and they can continue to do that. Uh, there hasn't been a game this season where our wide receivers haven't been physical you've seen so many blocks where wide receivers are getting to the line they're turning their back they're putting their arms up and they're they're able to be physical you're seeing tight ends really um, just crash down and create these lanes even from where we were sitting up in the 80th row in memorial stadium you could see the run lanes Mm -hmm. right like you could see that this offensive line and these wide receivers and tight ends they're opening up run lanes so that's number one. And I, and I want to see that continue through. And I think this is a defense that you can continue to get live reps, build confidence and be successful in that. But it's going to come down to just execution and, and, and being where you need to be, um, which I think are always good things to just keep building upon, even in these opponents that you're very confident going into. That doesn't mean that you should take a break in your preparation uh, or anything along those lines. And maybe that's where my kind of hesitancy to just be, you know, yeah, you know, it's, it is what it is i don't want to take anything for granted at this point (laughs) i don't want to piss off any cosmic energies i don't want to make any norse gods angry um i just i just want you know i I want to see us get back to in these games it's a 48 to something small kind of victory Mm -hmm. and i think you have to start by executing at the highest level on the things that are still the down and dirty and, and, and getting angry on that front so that's number one i want to see that from the wide receiver core Uh, Number two, what I really want to see is the quarterback run game. You touched on it a little bit that they've had struggles with mobile quarterbacks. I would go so far as to say it exposes that defense. Any time that teams were having success moving the ball, like the uh, Northwestern State game that they played recently, where they handily won, Northwestern State was having success when their quarterback was pulling the ball and, and running or when he was flushed out of the pocket. They don't tend to account for that. In their defense, and so when we've got guys like Harburg, when we've got guys like Jeff Sims, who are such physical runners, um, they're physically imposing. They've got size at their advantage. um, I really think that they can be successful moving the ball in in key moments. And also, we you know we know what kind of explosiveness Jeff Sims has uh, in the quarterback run game, and I think that Harburg could have equal success if he has the start or if he gets significant snaps too. Um, So that's the number two thing that I want to see. And then number three, I just want to see us continue to try and establish a power run game up the middle. Uh, I want to see that these wide receivers, you know, as you're calling them, the, the, the Gabe Grant or the Anthony Irvin kind of two-headed monster that really leads that backfield. I want to see them hit the hole and go. I want to see us in I formation with a lead fullback blocker and following that block. And again, just trying to impose this will because if you start to execute on that front and you can build that confidence and you can find success, those reps in these games start to build on themselves, translate. I, I said it on the, the Nebraska fan podcast that these blisters start to turn into calluses, right? That you yeah. start to really feel like this is something I can do against um, opponents like the Big Ten West. And you, but you have to start establishing that now. Yeah, You can't not do that now and then expect to find that success later. Okay. And so I, I want to see that identity continue to build. Uh, in the run game, and then my my bonus one, my bonus fourth is I want to see us keep getting these wide receivers and tight end playmakers in space and letting them go to work. Um, let Billy Kemp, you know, do his tap dancing out in space, as opposed to Anthony Grant having to tap dance behind the line. Uh, let Fedoni be a big guy who is able to box guys out and and get crucial downs. Keep putting the the screen for an Alex Bullock to just run up midfield. Like keep building upon that where you're not trying to take shots. But you're just being very effective and giving these these big bodies and and these playmakers the space and the room to make something happen. So that's what I want to see. Yeah, uh, that was that was about forty hours that I just spoke. <laughs> um.
0: I like all that you touched on a lot of um, a lot of things that I was looking at too. I've I've got a little section of what I'm looking for. Um, my number one is actually just to protect the ball. I'd like to see a turnover-free game from the offense. Um, just because <laughs> that would be nice to see. Yeah. Um, for once. Uh and again it would just it's not because I think it's a key to winning. I think it's a it's that that looking forward. Can can we play a, a clean game? Um so that way when we do get into the rough and tumbles, uh we maybe have a little more confidence in our ability to hold on to the ball and, and and score. Um, I wanna see the O line take control in this one. Um, that's something that we have not seen, I think in a a really long time consistently, even against, um, teams that we should be able to dominate at the line where I'm talking like getting, you know, a couple yards of push, opening up those run lanes up the middle, um, not forcing our running backs to have to try to like cut outside or dance around to find their hole. Um, seeing, I I don't, I don't, I do not expect that to be the case. Like, I don't, I don't think that that our O line is going to just suddenly dominate here at all. Um, but seeing it maybe consistently like on a drive would be nice, or maybe like two drives, would be okay. Yeah. Um, this this defensive front for Louisiana Tech does not generate a lot of pressure. They don't generate a lot of sacks. Um, if we if we can continue that trend for them um, by not allowing them to get into our backfield, I think that would be reassuring too. Um, anytime a team comes in with a, a sort of a weakness or, or a lack of a strength. Um, you don't want to be the team that's kind of a blip on the radar that that uh goes against what you would expect. So, um, O line control I think will be just something I want to see. I don't I don't know what we will see, but it's something I want. Um, and then I've got I want to see Fedoni continue to emerge as a as a go to guy. Um, you know we we know that the wide receiver room with with IGC getting banged up with guys um you know no longer on the program. Without a a Trey Palmer, you know, deep deep threat, Um, a lot of young young guys who are just starting to see the field. Um, Like we saw, like Malachi Coleman. I think we've seen Jaden Reed. Um, No, no, that's not his name. Jaden Lloyd. (laughs) Jaden Lloyd. Yeah. Um, we've seen them at least out on the field. I'd be so Um, embarrassed (laughs) if I were you. Oh man, that's all right. I do it all the time. Um, but but. Having having a guy that you can just count on, like we we thought it would be Kemp going into this season, and he still can be that guy. Um, him and Bullock and Washington, I think, are all you know they've all they've all put together you know fine plays. Um, but yeah, but Fedoni is just such a like he's head and shoulders ab- above in his position group in terms of just raw talent and expectation. That if they can if they can get him to be what he can be and what yeah. we want him to be. Um, I think that would just that would just open up so much for for this offense and for these other receivers.
1: So he's he plays a, a role in my prediction for this game. But I agree with you that it'd be you know, I mentioned against Northern Illinois that we had five guys score a touchdown. And I think that's great that you disperse the ball in key moments to score points. But there's also something to be said for when you're in between goal line to goal line, having a guy who takes over the game and Last night that was Harburg, right? Harburg took over the game and yeah. made the plays that needed to be played that needed to be made. But that's not something that you can consistently have. So I would love to see someone emerge as the guy, right? Like who is the guy on our team that when we talk about Louisiana Tech's offense, we're gonna talk about in the same way, right? Like if you shut this guy down, a big piece of that offense goes away. Um and 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 Fedoni to me is going to be that guy. He's going to establish a it's probably, again, foundationally, we're going to see a foundation get built this year. And then next year, as he continues to grow and continues to evolve and continues to understand this offense and his abilities, and, and that thing all come, kind of comes back, um, I think he's going to continue to grow to be the guy. Yeah. And you're seeing flashes of that. And you're seeing, you know, his first, first game, he drops a couple passes. The next game, he drops one pass but scores a touchdown. This game... Nothing gets past him. He's making great plays, and you start to see him kind of build and evolve. And so, like him turning into the guy is something that is going to be so much fun to watch. But he 100 percent has the skill set to do it.
0: Oh yeah, and now and he's now got the health to match it. Yeah. Knock on wood. Yeah. You so. fuck off, Loki. <laughs> you get the fuck out of here. Uh, so yeah, it's just um, I'd yeah, I'd love to see. Uh, continuation of what we saw from this last game, but
1: it's again just
0: a step forward, one percent better, right? Day by day.
1: Um, Technically, by game time, they should be seven percent better.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, so think you understand math? The whole thing with like one, the one percent better is like if you're one percent better today, like one percent is different tomorrow. Yeah, because so it's two it percent. No.
1: <laughs> and then, no, I get it because you go from you skim mean. to one percent. <laughs> and then two percent and, then, and you're, then day three your vitamin d yeah, your whole milk and then yeah by saturday you're whole
0: and then eventually you get to heavy cream
1: and yeah i don't, yeah, I don't know we're gonna we're gonna heavily cream louisiana tech <laughs> uh, that was good all right <laughs>
0: let's talk about let's the, talk about de- you want to talk about defense or you got anything else about the offense
1: i don't have anything else about the offense you want to okay. talk about how nebraska shuts down smoke harris or you want you want to do it you want me to do it? You, you can start it off. Go ahead. Okay. If Nebraska shuts down Smoke Harris, Louisiana Tech will have a very hard time moving the ball. Now, Smoke Harris is a running back, who you mentioned. Um, re- he's does- a re- re- receiver. He's a receiver? Yeah. No, he's a running back. No, he's a receiver. He's a receiver?
0: He's listed as a receiver. Yeah, yeah.
1: You're kidding. Uh-uh. Oh, my gosh. All the gameplay I saw him play, <laughs> I thought he was a running back. Yeah, you know, he's a receiver. He is. He is the most interestingly built receiver I've ever seen. Yeah. He is, got me second guessing, but yeah, I'm like, you're probably right. Um, but he's just built like a running back. He's built like an Eddie Lacey kind of running back. Yeah. Um, don't you think like an Eddie Lacey before he was introduced to the cheese of Wisconsin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Look, look this up. You really? Is he really? Am I that dumb? Yeah, I am that dumb. dumb. That was nice of you to to come to my defense that time. But
0: I mean we all we all say and do dumb things sometimes. I can't I don't have service in your basement. Why don't you really have... like the one drawback to this basement is my
1: phone. <laughs> my phone and its ability to operate. Okay. Well then you talk about okay. Smoke Harris and you talk about what what you think about with here's, this offense. Here's, okay, here's we are r- so well prepared. It's all good.
0: Smoke so Smoke Harris is he is a key component to the offense. He leads he is them He a wide
1: receiver. Yeah, he
0: leads them in in yards per game, receiving He's yards per game. Five seven
1: 183
0: yeah he's a he's a little shifty guy he's he's their playmaker in space
1: i thought he was a running back man i'm so Mm-mm. sorry i'm that's sorry okay. smoke that's okay um we'll we'll
0: get to their running backs here in a sec but so he he leads the team in in yards uh receiving per game at 72 um he's got three three receiving touchdowns on the season already and then he's obviously a kick punt returner that um, prolific um in that regard um they do have some other guys in their past game that they they can, they'll go to, and that they can rely on. And uh, Cyrus Allen is another one. He averages almost fifty yards a game. He's got a touchdown on the year. Um, and then they have a tight end in Nate Jones, who's a little bit short. He's only six three, um, but he's a receiving tight end. He he um, averages over three yards a, or three catches a game, um, and he's a he's their third down like go to
1: guy. Yeah, um, I like that you call someone short at who, six, <laughs> at six three, <laughs> two, who is three, the two, height 20. if you were on my shoulders? <laughs> It's all
0: relative, man. If we
1: tried sneaking into a movie <laughs> with a trench coat and it's two of us, he would he would still be taller than us. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So they've they've
0: got some some other guys there that they they can and they will go to um, in different
1: situations, but it's no secret like smoke harris is the dude what i I like about um how they use smoke and, and why i thought he was a running back is is just where they like to get to him on the field you know they know what his size limitation is height wise and they're they're smart about getting him the ball in space and getting him the ball quickly so that he makes guys miss and because of his size and his build um how physical he runs after the catch that to me is it's it's kind of the heart. He is the guy, right? He's he's their go-to guy to make something happen. And so if you can put a stop to him and and with this Nebraska defense and their tackling as, as great as it's been, it's gonna be a real good test about like yeah. getting to this guy, getting him tackled, getting him wrapped up. Because a lot of their success comes after contact on him, where he's able to make guys miss um or just work through the contact. Yeah. And
0: when we saw Nebraska handle for most of the most of the game, till it got out of hand with Colorado, they handled f- four different guys um, that any other team would run run an offense through in, in uh, Hunter Weaver, Horn,
1: and Edwards. Um, but I don't think any of those guys have the same physicality that Smoke Harris brings, and I don't mean to like chalk him up. I I think that that they're you know they're they might be faster, they might be longer, they might be taller, but I think the way that he works through coverage. It, Again, it reminds me more of a running back than it does a wide receiver who's juking you out of your shoes. That's right. Yeah. He's going after contact, and and he is he is making guy. He's running over people.
0: Yeah, which is crazy for a little five seven, angry little midget. Well, I don't want to tackle him. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I'm, he's bigger than I am. Um, they so, but Louisiana Tech does have actual running backs on their team, and <laughs> I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> um. <laughs> They've got several of them. They've had three different guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: they've had three different guys lead the lead the team um, in different games this year. Um, they've got Tyree Shelton, who is coming off a 152-yard performance against North Texas. They've got Keith Williams, Jr., who had 188 against the FCS Northwestern State. Um, and then Jarvis Thornton led him in their first two games, and he's averaging almost five yards a carry. And so... Um, they do. They do have um, a, a nice little stable of backs that they can rotate through, who all do something a little bit different. Um, but they're all built really well, and uh, and I think again will be a nice nice ta- tackling test um, for this this team. But they also haven't played against a defense of Nebraska's caliber, like North no. North Texas is was like dead last last year in overall defense. I, like they're they're I not, think what not the, great.
1: Um, they played SMU,
0: yeah, and SMU like stopped them,
1: yeah, completely. So I, I think I think for Nebraska, I mean, it, it's it's going to be the same story, right? Like be be sound on the perimeter, get your guys tackle well, stop the run, and force them to pass. Um, if they're playing from behind, nothing that that uh, Louisiana Tech did in the in the long ball game, the deep threats or anything like that. They don't tend to do really well quarterback accuracy wise. Um, I wasn't impressed with anything I saw there, and and I like our secondary in that sense. So. You, you mentioned, you know, getting some more turnovers moving forward in the season. This this could be one of those games where if Louisiana Tech gets behind and we're able to get some pressure on the quarterback with a three- or four-man front, um, I, I could see a couple of additional intercepted balls, the way that our, our safeties play, the way that our corners play. I think this might be that game where you see some success in the turnover game.
0: Let me tell you why you might. Um, Louisiana Tech allows two, 2.75 sacks per game, which is 113th in the nation, um, Nebraska is just a shade below five per game now, which is fourth in the nation in what they get. Um, so, getting after the quarterback should not be should not should not be an issue in this one. Um, and then, speaking of quarterbacks, Hank Bachmeyer, who is the guy that transferred in from Boise State, I think, mm-hmm. um, who has a long injury history, um, probably not because of any other. Not because of him, but because he's been lit up like throughout his career, um, and that's continued here at Louisiana Tech. He got hurt in the last game; he's got a right shoulder injury, um, and so they had their backup, Jack Turner, come in, who who looked fine. Like he actually led them to a comeback loss. Um, that's such a funny. I, it's a,
1: yeah. <laughs> they scored twenty three points in the fourth quarter they, against yeah. North Texas I mean, against a
0: garbage North like a garbage North Texas defense. That but one that was shutting them down early, like looked really good early. Um, And so, yeah, so I'm not not sure if, um, like, how serious the injury was um, or which quarterback will be here, but either way, this, yeah, this is an opportunity to hopefully, yeah, see that Havoc um, pay bigger dividends than it has.
1: Nice. Yeah. Any thoughts on special teams? Um. I
0: put down. I don't. I, w- I was feeling really confident this morning. Uh, I put down pump block book it. Ooh. I just I feel good about. I I don't think Nebraska really has done anything. Um, at least they didn't last game against Northern Illinois that. Um, Got close on one. Signaled it, yeah. But
1: it was. I don't think it was an intentional like block coverage. They were actually in, in a like a max protect on on returns. I think that's where they were focused. Yeah. Um. But they did break through the shield one time and come close. Um. Nebraska. Also needs to make sure that Bushini's getting the ball off his foot because he sometimes takes a little, little extra time to kick the ball. And I think there he was just likes a
0: challenge. He's just toying with them, you know. Well, you know what? When you get to that level, man, when you're that good, he is good, <laughs> and I just want to
1: see that continue to improve. <laughs> I and I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate if we can work on that field position game, mm-hmm. um, and and even if drives stall, maybe start to give some live reps to our field goal kickers, so that way when the time comes, um, we're not we're not doinking them, we're not missing them. Um, because I, I, I think that those are invaluable.
0: Yeah, get and getting them in when the weather's nice helps. Yeah, because yeah, it's only gonna get worse. Um, speaking of kickers, they have one. Um, I don't know if you know that they, they have most, running most backs and kickers. Get, it's Smoke Harris, <laughs> uh, right? <yeah. laughs>
1: Smoke Harris is a kicker. <laughs> yeah, it's why it's why it's so weird how he's used. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, their kicker is Jacob Barnes. He's a about an eighty percent career field goal kicker. Um, his career on his career, he's one hundred nineteen of one hundred twenty on PAT, so he's he's pretty automatic. And then, again, in his career, uh, field goals inside the forty, he's thirty-seven to forty-two, and so they've got they've got at least somebody that they can they can rely on to put up, you know, three points at a time for sure. Um, So if if Nebraska ever has uh, any issues where Louisiana Tech is threatening, um, you know, they've got a kicker that can, I don't know, make field goals. Yeah, make. Not not threaten, but make field goals. Yeah, you know. So I'm I'm aiming for a shutout. I guess I want to see a shutout. Yeah, and this this kicker might um, cost us that.
1: You think so? Maybe. Yeah. Well, I know that it's a penalty if you hit him while he's kicking because you can't hit the broadside of a barn. Yeah, that's the appropriate amount of silence. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that that was a bad setup. <laughs> yeah. I would normally cut that out, but I I earned it. Wallow. Wallow in it. Um, All right.
0: I got one more thing. This is is random. But when I was watching the La Tech North Texas game, um, Louisiana Tech was wearing all red. Yeah. uh, Pants, tops, everything. Uh, North Texas were wearing all green. Pants, tops, everything, all green. And right out of the gate, one of the commentators said something about like 13 million Americans being color or 3 million Americans whatever being colorblind. And how they would not be able to watch. (laughs) They would not be able to watch the game because red and green are the ones that like are most commonly gray. Uh, And his partner, I don't know if he didn't know what to say to that, uh, said, quote, we apologize to those of you watching in gray
1: tonight. (laughs) I just thought. I would have said (laughs) bold of you to assume three million people are watching this game. (laughs) I know. I think you and I were were probably fifty percent of the viewing audience. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think the commentators
0: were watching the game. I doubt they were on location. Um, but but it was just one of those moments. It was like I'm so I'm so glad that I tuned into this. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> this is why I'm here. We
1: apologize <laughs> for our insensitive comments.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway. All right. Well, predictions? predictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Predictions. All right. Do you want to, let's see, you went, did you go second or first last time? I don't remember. Okay. I'll go first. I don't
0: even remember my prediction last time. So. It was a
1: letter from Loki that he said he wasn't going to be at the game.
0: Oh, yeah. And he wasn't.
1: Yeah. Mostly. Okay. So um, I'm going to, do you have a pen on you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I guess you don't need a pen. I was going to do a thing where I make you write down a letter every time I like lift my hand, but don't worry about it. I just I just I wanted to uh use the information provided to make a prediction, which is what we normally
0: Isn't do. that what <laughs> have you not this whole time? No.
1: No, I've just been um I, I just get a big dartboard mm-hmm. and I write words on it and I just throw it and oh, okay. uh, and hope that it makes that's sense. That's why we
0: can't score more than 20 points.
1: Yeah. 100%. That's why. God man i am I am so funny today um, <laughs> so I just took the I took I took uh, Louisiana Tech and uh, i I found hidden within that sort of like tarot cards but for each letter the actual prediction of the game oh so um, I'll just I'll give you a little a little finger up am I supposed to write down a letter like I the- mean when I put a finger up write down the letter of the uh, of the the first letter of the word I said Okay, okay, All right, okay. I don't, I'll, I'll see how good I can I'll do. emphasize. Okay, that'll help. I think you're gonna get where I'm going pretty fucking quick. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the game opens with a lateral on an option, resulting in a touchdown. Uman Malin comes up <laughs> with a, with a crucial tackle on defense with Cam Lenhart resting and healing. Eye formation becomes a staple of the Huskers' next drive, but the drive stalls before special teams pins the Bulldogs deep. After an interception, Alvano puts three on the board. Nash Hutmacher forces a fumble, and Alex Bullock scores on the ensuing drive. Thomas Fedoni and the effective run game <laughs> sees two players hit the century mark on yards gained, and the Huskers end the night with their second home win, 38-18. Nice. What did I spell, Drew?
0: Lewis and something. Yeah, tech. Louisiana <laughs> Louisiana tech.
1: <laughs> so there you go. There's my prediction. Nice. Um,
0: I wasn't listening because I was so focused <laughs> on the letters. So you're predicting Louisiana tech.
1: I'm no, I is I, what I get. I took my prediction. Yeah. From from the letters in Louisiana Tech
0: and are predicting
1: what I wrote down here. Louisiana Actually, what Tech. I what I what I started to do was you know that song L is for the way. Oh God, yeah. I was going to do that, yeah, but that with song. Louisiana Tech, <laughs> so I'm just going to go. I is for the I for me. S is for. The. I was going to do that for all of Louisiana Tech for the entire thing. Oh Lord! But then I thought, nah, then I'd have to do that. <laughs> A lot of effort. You already put in.
0: Um, more effort it sounds like in your prediction than i did into mine what's yours
1: smoke harris gets injured the first play
0: (laughs) no i would never i don't i don't i don't want that either
1: um i want him to i i like when these teams come in and we get a a fordham type performance where like it's like man these guys fight yeah right where like they came in and you've got a linebacker who breaks the single game record for 40 tackles (laughs) you're like i get 41 fucking crazy yeah
0: Oh man, I, yeah. If Smoke Harris has 40 tackles,
1: that's probably a good thing. For well, us. he's a linebacker, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all but right. Some, we, um, some say, yeah, he's the Travis Hunter of Louisiana Tech. Oh, yeah. He plays every position. All of them. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Offense, defense, special teams. He's their punter, but also their gunner. It's crazy, <laughs> and he uh, he'll also yeah. play for Nebraska. He filled. He will field his own punts. Yeah,
0: yeah, and yeah. tackle
1: himself it's amazing to watch
0: (laughs) tune in folks unless you're colorblind don't bother
1: well we're not (laughs) (laughs) we should wear we should all the teams should just wear red (laughs) yeah we should we should wear our alternates this game with the blue outline oh my god and just really mess with them they'll be like wait
0: what no no that would hurt my eyes um okay here we go you ready Mm -hmm. okay has Nebraska done enough to prove that they can overlook an opponent like Louisiana Tech? Absolutely not. But will I, as an overconfident fan, overlook Louisiana Tech? You bet your bulldog I will. <laughs> we will all be licking our lips during this one, tasting that sweet, sweet victory. Nebraska, with a good old-fashioned beat down 42-6.
1: to 42-6. to six. Just a little bit better than the last one. I like that. I think that's a good, a good number. I would say uh, I think there's got to be a field goal in there, though.
0: Well, say that in your prediction. I did. I wasn't listening. <laughs> I mean I was kind of listening. Well, we both think they but, cover Okay. Yeah. We
1: both think the the offense puts up some some legitimate points. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. And again, maybe just because we have some shorter fields to work with. I know, like that. Some turnovers or whatever. Um so yeah.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to watching another game on Saturday, man. It's starting to... The weather's starting to feel like fall. Yeah. It's, you know, yesterday I thought it was a beautiful day to be out at the game. It was
0: was like the temp... You feel the temp drop at night with the breeze. Oh, when the the sun
1: kind of went below the stadium and Mm -hmm. you were no longer had the sun like on your neck or anything like that, man. It felt so good. I love it. Yeah. Me too. I just... Valentino's
0: uh. wafting in the air.
1: Yeah, but not coming up to our seats <laughs> no, when I need it. Oh, so hungry. Nothing but hot dogs. No, nothing, nothing but hot, hot dogs. dogs. And and I like a good, uh you know, Little a Fairberry. Yeah. A nice red dog. Uh, I just really wanted a slice of pizza. Yeah. I really for the I burger. Like, oh, hamburger want, pizza. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you call it hamburger pizza or
0: beef? Like, uh, Hamburger pizza your, because it's
1: hamburger. Right. You call it, there's, beef is like, there's so many other... <laughs> Well, so I, funny, I know so but like beef out there. If if I if I or, like if I order a hamburger pizza though, like there's there's some places like even Valentino's they do like a bacon cheeseburger pizza, which is a so bacon I, cheeseburger pizza. Right, but calling it hamburger would assume that there might be toppings on it as well. I know that's what Valentino's call. They call it the hamburger pizza. Yeah. But like if I order a pizza from say, I don't know, um a uh, Big Fred's or if I order it from another pizza I'll I'll say beef. You, if you say ground beef pizza, that's fine okay because that would be reasonable Look, and i didn't come here my last question for you today okay is have you ever been to new orleans where louisiana tech's from
0: they're from aren't they from rustin or and that's gonna do it for them <laughs> <laughs> are they not from Lu- i thought they were from new orleans no they're from like a podunk i think it's Rustin, louisiana
1: Oh my gosh! I'm just wow. screwing up left and right. Wow! Smoke Harris might be from Louis- Louisiana Tech. <laughs> we can,
0: I still want to hear about. I have not been to New Orleans for to yeah, answer they your. Are, they are from Ruston. To answer your question,
1: gosh darn it! I was all excited to talk about New Orleans. We can still a talk about second. it. What about them?
0: What, what did you have well, to say? I just
1: I, I really like New Orleans. I think it's a really cool, um, a really cool place. Let's see, Louisiana yeah. Tech, um. As I'm zooming out, how far away are they from New Orleans?
0: I think, uh, I think, I don't think, I don't know. They are, they are a significant are difference. Yeah.
1: Like that is more than just a. Di- they are closer to Houston, Texas, it appears, than they are to New Orleans. Oof. Um, so you ever been to Houston? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I've been. I've been to Houston. I've been to New Orleans though, but I was just gonna talk about how I think uh, New Orleans is a really cool place. Nice. Uh, it has my favorite bookstore that I've ever been to in my life. Yeah, um, called Faulkner House Books. Nice. It is a bookstore inside of Faulkner's house. That's wild. Where he wrote *Soldiers' Pay*. Okay. Um, and uh, I am a collector of of signed and like rare plays from the the masters, the American masters. Um, Tennessee Williams being like one of my prizes, mm-hmm. my prize possessions, and at Faulkner House Books. There was a woman running it who somehow had inherited this entire Tennessee Williams collection of not just like signed plays, but original typed manuscripts. Oh my God. From his plays. And she's like, Yeah, there's a Tennessee Williams museum just up the road. I donated half of their collection and kept the best for myself. And she goes, Do you want to see any of them? And I said, Yes. And she got out a key and she unlocked uh, a cabinet, which um, the lock would not have prevented anyone from breaking. Into. <laughs> I mean, it was the oldest cabinet I'd ever seen. Yeah. And she she pulled out a binder and she goes, this is one of his hand typed manuscripts here. And she just handed it to me to just look at and like flip through. This is very cool. Yeah. Um, that's it's, wild. it's on a street called Pirate's Alley. Like there's oh, that's beautiful. It just that's continues to get better and better. And I just I thought these guys were from New Orleans, man. I don't know where I got that from.
0: Well, it's the same state. I mean Well, so
1: I'm aware that New Orleans New Orleans is <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm assuming that's where you made the connection.
1: I just I got all of my information so violently wrong this episode.
0: <laughs> it's okay. I'm called Jaden J Jay, Jalen Lloyd Jaden Reed. So Yeah, it's okay. That's fine. I just I do
1: so much research
0: and the fact that Sometimes I mean, when the spotlight is on, man, like, I know some people just crumble. They just don't, you just don't got it. Can't just handle run. it. Some days, not always though. Some days you really bring it. Most days I would say you bring it. Yeah. But today,
1: do, today I did not. It was not Brad. Today, today <laughs> I was going to make a bring it on reference, um, which yeah. is a great movie. Is it? It is. Like Loki. That's a great movie. Don't not even say Loki. <laughs> do not. You do know not. what? I think, I think before, <laughs> before I do anything else, I'm just going to. I'm going to land this plane. How's that sound? <laughs> I don't. I hope you do that right. Okay. All right. That does it for this week. We want to thank everyone who tuned into this week's episode. If you have anyone who you think would enjoy a listen, we would truly appreciate your recommendation.
0: Don't forget to follow us on social media at wannabe walk-ons and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform.
1: Remember to do your part. Drink local beer wherever you are. You can find more information on Big Hair Brew House on Facebook or visit their tap room in Hardington, Nebraska. If you have any breweries you would like us to sample on the show, visit wannabewalkons.com to submit your recommendation.
0: Thanks again for listening. Join us next week as we recap the Louisiana Tech game, sample another Nebraska brewery, and preview Nebraska's matchup against Michigan while Ben tells us fun
1: facts about Detroit, probably. (laughs) Shut up! Thanks for listening, and as always, drink Big Red. Drink Big Red.